Carl Sagan's Demon Haunted World, Chapter 21, The Path to Freedom. We must not believe the many who say that only free people ought to be educated, but we should rather believe the philosophers who say that only the educated are free. Epictetus, Roman philosopher and former slave. Frederick Bailey was a slave. As a boy in Maryland in the 1820s, he had no mother or father to look after him. It is a common custom, he later wrote, to part children from their mothers before the child has reached its twelfth month. He was one of countless millions of slave children whose realistic prospects for a hopeful life were nil. What Bailey witnessed and experienced in his growing up marked him forever. I have often been awakened at the dawn of the day by the most heart-rending shrieks of an own aunt of mine whom the overseer used to tie up to a joist and whip upon her back until she was literally covered with blood. From the rising till the going down of the sun, he was cursing, raving, cutting, and slashing among the slaves of the field. He seemed to take pleasure in manifesting his fiendish barbarity. The slaves had drummed into them, from plantation and pulpit alike, from courthouse and statehouse, the notion that they were hereditary inferiors, that God intended them for their misery. The Holy Bible, as countless passages confirmed, condoned slavery. In these ways, the peculiar institution maintained itself despite its monstrous nature, something even its practitioners must have glimpsed. There was a rev- there was a most revealing rule. Slaves were to remain illiterate. In the antebellum South, whites who taught a slave to read were severely punished. To make a contented slave, Bailey later wrote, it is necessary to make a thoughtless one. It is necessary to darken his moral and mental vision and as far as possible to annihilate the power of reason. This is why the slaveholders must control what slaves hear and see and think. This is why reading and critical thinking are dangerous, indeed subversive, in an unjust society. So now picture Frederick Bailey in 1828, a 10-year-old African-American child, enslaved, with no legal rights of any kind, long since torn from his mother's arms, sold away from the tattered remnants of his extended family as if he were a calf or a pony, conveyed to an unknown household in the strange city of Baltimore, and condemned to a life of drudgery with no prospect of reprieve. Bailey was sent to work for Captain Hugh Auld and his wife Sophia, moving from plantation to urban bustle, from fieldwork to housework, in this new environment, he came every day upon letters, books, and people who could read. He discovered what he called this mystery of reading. There was a connection between the letters on the page and the movement of the reader's lips, a nearly one-to-one -one correlation between the black squiggles and the sounds uttered. Surreptitiously, he studied from young Tommy Ald's Webster's Spelling Book. He memorized the letters of the alphabet, he tried to understand the sounds they stood for. Eventually, he asked Sophia Ald to help him learn. Impressed with the intelligence and dedication of the boy, and perhaps ignorant of the prohibitions, she complied. 
By the time Frederick was spelling words of three and four letters, Captain Odd discovered what was going on. Furious, he ordered Sophia to stop. In Frederick's presence, he explained, A nigger should know nothing but to obey his master, to do as he is told to do. Learning would spoil the best nigger in the world. Now if you teach that nigger how to read, there would be no keeping him. It would forever unfit him to be a slave. Ald chastised Sophia in this way, as if Frederick Bailey were not there in the room with them, or as if he were a block of wood. But Ald had revealed to Bailey the great secret. I now understood the white man's power to enslave the black man. From that moment I understood the pathway from slavery to freedom. Without further help from the now reticent and intimidated Sophia Ald, Frederick found ways to continue learning how to read, including buttonholing white school children on the streets. Then he began teaching his fellow slaves. Their minds had been starved, they had been shut up in mental darkness. I taught them because it was the delight of my soul. With his knowledge of reading playing a key role in his escape, Bailey fled to New England, where slavery was illegal and black people were free. He changed his name to Frederick Douglass, eluded the bounty hunters who tracked down escaped slaves, and became one of the greatest orators, writers, and political leaders in American history. All his life, he understood that literacy had been the way out. So that might have been a kind of a intense and maybe confusing intro to the Kyle Style podcast. You're like, yo, last episode you were talking about stupid zombie movies and now you don't like Hollywood anymore. And now you're dropping, you know, my, like mind control and slavery on us. What the hell? Well, it, it came to mind the memory of that exact passage from the Carl Sagan book. Demon Haunted World because I I found some unsettling I found an unsettling discrepancy if you will so looking at some stuff on on the Twitter uh, as you kids like to call it the Twitter I noticed a dire and uh, somewhat unsettling and, and aggravating uh, deficit. Looking just at the number of followers, right? Just the number of followers. Station Commander Scott Kelly has 605,000 Twitter followers. Meanwhile, Kim Kardashian West has over 36 million. Okay? Now, you might say... I've heard of Kim Kardashian West. I know what I know her. Sure, she's super famous. Wait, who's Scott Kelly? Well, now you may know who Scott Kelly is, but did you know that the that the interest level was that was that disparate? All right, let's let's get down to brass tacks here. Commander Commander Scott Kelly is the the commander of the International Space Station. Right? He is damn near an American hero. He's almost a G.I. Joe at this point, okay? He's spending hashtag year in space. He's spending a year in space with a uh, Russian cosmonaut, 
that's what they call their astronauts, they call them cosmonauts. Uh, Mikhail Kornienko. The two of them spending a year in space. Right? A whole year. But Scott Kelly has been pursuing this for his whole life. He's been on five previous space missions. Uh, he's He's been up there right now for fo- like 401 days. Right? As of uh, November 5th. He's been up there for 401 days. He's logged more than 8,000 flight hours in 40 different aircraft and spacecraft and has more than 250 carrier landings. He's landed on aircraft carriers 250 times. Been deployed all around the world. And he has a twin brother, Mark Kelly, who is also an astronaut. And and, uh, Mark Kelly... His wife was uh, Gabrielle Giffords, who was the uh, congresswoman who was uh, shot by the, the nutter down in Arizona uh, a few years back, if you recall. But Scott Kelly started off as a you know an F-14 Tomcat pilot. He was doing the Top Gun stuff, became a naval aviator. You know, he's been awarded the Medal for Merit in Space Exploration from the Russian Federation. The Russians have given this guy medals. Never mind a list of other medals that he's gotten from other people just for being a continual part of the space program. <sighs> and the two of them, the uh, Mikhail Kornienko and Commander Scott Kelly, both going to be up there for a year. Meanwhile, back on Earth, uh, his twin brother, Scott Kelly, they, or Mark Kelly, they're doing a twin study. If you listen to the la- one of the last episodes uh Space travel isn't sexy. I broke down some of the time dilation stuff that happens when you're going really fast and you're in outer space because compared to here on Earth, they're going to do studies comparing the two of them because they're the first siblings to have both traveled in outer space as well. First siblings. Okay, now they don't have the long... He's not spending... A year in space is a long time, but it's not the longest time. Longest amount of time spent in outer space is 879 days by a Russian. Somehow we let the Ruskies, those damn Ruskies beat us at this. Uh, 879 days by a Russian cosmonaut, Gennady Padalka. Right? But, the two of them in space, doing the twin study, there's ten teams of doctors that will research samples from both of the Kelly brothers. They're researching the effects of radiation in space on Kelly and Konyenko for cancer research. They're also uh, taking data for the prolonged uh, uh, habitation up there to plan for Mars missions. I mean, in future space travel, it's just... I mean, they're... <sighs> load up. You gotta load up his Twitter feed. and I'll put a link in here on the SoundCloud anyway. I'll put a link down there to his Twitter feed. It's at station CDR Kelly. Station Commander Kelly. At Station CDR Kelly. And he's daily, daily posting these photos that are that are mind-blowing. Like they... What the sunrises look at that altitude. What it looks like when there's a forest fire. They had pictures of the hurricane uh, that was hitting the Gulf this last week. They're, I mean, the International Space Station is traveling 17,000 miles per hour. It's like five miles a second. Astronauts and cosmonauts on the ISS, they witness like 15 
sun rises and sunsets every day. That's how fast they're going. And yet they still have the time, though. They have the time to try to take the pictures and they put them on their Twitter feed. They're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to generate interest. They're trying to show you what they're doing. These people have dedicated their whole lives to this. In one of the most complex, you know, uh, human undertakings of all time. This is the most mach- complex machinery ever built by man. 605,000 followers. Hashtag you're in space. Kim Kardashian, 36,500,000 followers. You know what? 36,524,442 followers. Now, even if you subtract some overlap, because maybe everybody that's following Scott Kelly is also following Kim Kim Kardashian. I highly doubt it, but maybe it still leaves you at like, you know, 35.9 million more followers, right? And you might, and then you ask yourself, how did, how did this Kim Kardashian become famous? Now, I, I had thought that she had actually done something because I kind of remember her coming up, right? It was around the same time that Paris Hilton was, was relevant and whatever. She, she began her rise to fame in 2007 with a leaked, quote-unquote, leaked sex tape. Uh, of her getting plowed by Ray J, who was uh, some kind. I mean, he he was like a rapper or something, and uh, uh, brother of Brandy the singer, and first cousin to rapper Snoop Dogg. Yeah, well, that's a whole round around thing. Uh, her her family was connected to the O.J. Simpson trial. Uh, apparently she had like a 12th or 10th or something child childhood birthday at Neverland, Neverland Ranch. They're, they're connected, this family. And so when it came time for her to try and, you know, uh, I don't know, she began to make a name for herself or whatever. But it started, really started with the sex tape, though. And then now they have like a show, the reality show, Keeping Up With the Kardashians, and she has like sisters and... They're dating NBA players and all that. The Lamar Odom thing. You, hey, something happened with him doing drugs recently. I just I don't really care enough to follow it because it has almost no bearing on anything. Um, this I'm trying to kind of stay sane and rational about it. It's incredibly irritating to me though. This 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 discrepancy. There's people paying all this attention to a girl that they think is pretty. And maybe it's because, but it's not because of Kanye West. Like, he was, they were already paying attention to her. They just now have two things that they can pay attention to with the two of them because they're both, you know, at least Kanye's, he's constantly doing things in the media or whatever. Everybody loves him too. I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. Like, you're telling me that, that, that Kim Kardashian is more interesting than people who've dedicated their entire lives to doing the most dangerous endeavors human beings have ever done. Really? I feel like we can't, I mean, we can't do better, we can't do better than this. Like, this is what everybody is infatuated with. This is what everybody's interested in. 
I, I mean, never mind the fact that we got a presidential election next year. No one even knows that a that a great American uh, is is pushing the limits of scientific understanding and setting at least a record as far as America's concerned and taking the full opportunity that is, you know, his life has afforded him to do that which is incredibly difficult. Again, it's not putting on clothes and makeup and, you know, being pretty or tantalizing our half-assed puritanical culture with uh, revealing clothing and doing photo shoots that get retouched and photoshopped so that everybody doesn't know that you're actually a hell of a lot shorter than you really are. And this this is where I'll this is where I'll turn back around a little bit to the intro quote, okay? Now we're not I'm not saying that we're illiterate and that we're slaves because we're illiterate, but in a very big way, I think we, we sort of are. And I don't mean that to be like melodramatic. I mean, I think that honestly, our lack of understanding, our lack of awareness, on the whole, as a, as at least in America, at least chastising Americans right now, like how, how dare we not even be aware that we are capable of amazing things when we do amazing things, when we actually put our minds to it and we work hard and we do it. We put a man on the moon. We've driven remote control cars around on Mars. Why? Because it was hard, right? Not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Right? That's what Kennedy said. I just, I, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worrying out loud that this isn't going to change. It's only going to get worse. And that the real, a lot of the real science and the real advancements that are going to come where, you know, people get a better smartphone in their hand as a result of the some of the technology and stuff that we developed from space travel and exploration and everything they're just gonna still be selfish vapid short-sighted easily entertained dopes and we're gonna lose out the story it just came out i saw a couple days ago is nasa needs more cadets to to become astronauts they don't have enough astronauts to send into space. And part of the reason they don't is because everybody's too busy trying to be a celebrity. Everybody's trying to be famous. Everybody's trying to, I guess, be pretty. Make money for no reason. Make money from nothing. From being good looking or from putting on clothes. It's a it's a vapid, shallow culture that we've we've created for ourselves and the it's 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 a disgrace honestly i mean if you're gonna it can be a little too critical i mean maybe i'm being too critical but it seems like it's just a disgrace our ancestors 
survived ice ages to arrive here. I mean, we, we've harnessed the forces of nature and the forces of the universe to create electricity and electrical lighting and computers, communication systems, trying to kind of reach out and come together and communicate as a species and as a planet. And what Twitter is an example of it. So is Facebook and other social media and the internet in general. And what do we do? If, what, would, what do we do with it? I mean, we fill it with porn. It's understandable. We fill it with news and, and pictures of cats. Yeah, I guess kind of understandable. But then we also have things like Twitter where people could come together. And what happens is people aren't following the awesome, impressive shit. They're following a girl that got fucked on tape. Right? So, yeah. I guess I guess what I'm saying is that Commander Scott Kelly, I guess, and his twin brother, because, hey, there's twins, right? I guess they're sexier than Kim Kardashian. I think that's, I think that's, what, I think that's the point I'm trying to get at, is that I, I don't care. I know 36 million other people do care, but they shouldn't. And I'm, I'm judging you and I'm chastising you. And the thing is, is that as vapid and shallow as you are, you'll never probably hear these words because you're just going to be too busy watching the Kim Kardashian reality show. But people who know what I'm saying un understand what I'm saying and they agree with me. And I hope that the intelligent people, the dedicated people, uh, people who know how to do skilled work, uh, who know where they want our, to see our civilization head towards, they're going to keep at it, and they're going to keep trying to push everything forward and, I guess, in a sense, make products for the sheeple who functionally are illiterate in a modern age full of all the information you could possibly want and anything that you could basically want to do, and they spend their time watching reality shows and reading tabloids. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm out of. I'm out of vitriol. I'm out of anger. It's kind of like the last one. I almost feel. I almost feel a little tired now. I need a nap. Uh, but you know, not that I'm wrong, and you know, you know, you know that I'm not wrong. But uh, just so you know, I'm not completely crazy. There are people who have gone through the trouble of making an actual app that will block all mention of the Kardashians from your websites that you visit. Uh, one is called uh, Card Block, and it just does that. It just blocks over, or it doesn't load you know, images and, and headlines that contain you know, the words like Kardashian in it. Uh, there's another one that's, at least for the, uh, for the Chrome web browser, it's called uh, Kardashian Filter. So there are people more dedicated to this hatred than I am, and I actually went through the, the steps of, you know, making a, an app to try to fight the good fight here. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm giving, I'm going to give you the links for that and a happy Veterans Day. Thanks for listening. This is the Kyle Style Podcast. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, uh, head over to the GoFundMe page and drop me a dollar and help make me famous while I decry all of the other people who are famous already because I'm also partially a hater. Uh, hopefully, uh, 
hopefully people learn something from my rantings and you'll come back again and hear me rant some more so uh thanks for listening and i'll see you again you'll wait i won't see you you'll you'll hear me again hopefully right all right bye bye